Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, boo-boo? Nothing, nothing, nothing. What's up with you? You know... I've been sick all week. Yeah, you <laughs> have been. been. You've been a little awful. baby, man. And you're I like still you're like the... one of those like oh I have a I have a cold and you become right, a, for, no. a man baby. No, no, no. First of all, I I'm sick a lot, but I never talk about it because I'm such a man. Mm-mm. Yeah, and the Dude, sickness you're one is, of the biggest. No, 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 no. You don't know about it. You don't know when I'm sick. That's yeah, the I thing. do know. No, I do only know, know when it's really bad. There. No, because you sit there and you complain. No, if angry, you get more annoyed. If you had what I have, you'd be in the hospital. You'd be on IV fluids. Oh, really? Is that what it is? You have a sniffles? Yeah. I got the sniffles. No, I've got some sort of like viral meningitis thing. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. I have Wait, meningitis. What? Yeah, meningitis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's rough. No, I mean, it's been bad and it's it's, it's annoying because it's a cold, but it's making me feel so cruddy and I'm yeah. not. So right now I feel better than I have uh, all week. So. That's because you're with me. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't only help. helps. Yep. It only, only helps. But see, Joe, uh, November 10th and 11th, you're going to have me as well. In well, New what? Zealand? What? For the Doctor Devotion Conference in New Zealand. No, nah, I'm not going to that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not going You are to going. No. You are going. I'm not going. So any of our listeners from Australia, New Zealand, you can uh, sign up uh, for the conference. We put the link up in the show notes. Grab it. Go. But yep. if you're around here, the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference, the Spirit and the Church with Doug P. Diddy Logan. Not P. Diddy, just Diddy. Yeah, he, some people call him Pastor Diddy, P. Diddy. Okay, they call him Pastor Diddy. Not they call P. Diddy. Nah, he was. He told me. I don't me they, think they, so. He no. says it keeps getting short. It goes. It went Pastor Diddy to P. Diddy to Diddy. So now all, it's just that's D. the range. Now it's just, then it's going to be D. D. All right. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man. The, the The New Zealand conference is so fun, so unique, so great. Um, I'm really, and we get to hang out with Dr. Renahan again. So oh. that's that's a real. Real honestly, that's a privilege, and then uh, and I think he might be coming to our conference, the 2018. Yeah, we we want him up here. So then we're going to have uh, our conference 2018. Man, uh, people are already signing up. Mm-hmm. I got the early bird special. Was yep. it like 60 bucks? 60 bucks. Yeah, you got to get bucks. in on that. Got to get on that. Uh, get the t-shirt. T-shirt. Get the journal. journal. You guys see the artwork the of Peter Voth? Oh, that <laughs> Peter Voth. Oh man, when so I woke up and crazy. I saw that, I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, today is a good day. Yeah. So I'm really excited. So. Joe, we're going to be talking about half calf, yeah, Calvinist. The wait, third type of Calvinist, half calf Calvinists. Half calf Calvinist. Does, do they know what a half calf is? I don't think they know what half calf is. All the youngsters, do they know the half calf. Young, well, I don't think so. I think it's more of a. Well, yeah, they have an understanding. Like at people order half calf. They do. Who people orders half calf? Why? People because they can't commit. Calf. They can't commit either way. Like they can't commit either way. They well, just, why is it that, that? Okay, how did you guys do it back in the forties? What did half calf mean no, to you? You mean okay in, in like the seventies and eighties when 40s, I was growing yeah. up? Yeah, growing up. 40s, I saw 30s. in the seventies and eighties. I saw 40s, my yeah. mom and dad like they would take a can of Folgers, regular leaded they called it, and they would take another can of Folgers, decaffeinated, unleaded they called it, and they would mix them half and half. And I, even then, I was like, I don't understand why you got you have the have the decaf or have the regular. Why you got to yeah, mix yeah, it? Yeah, why are you doing what's that? The, what's the upside of just a li- just half of the caffeine? Half, half of the caffeine? I can't talk. So <laughs> so they do that today, right? They do the half calf in the. Are oh, you getting notifications, man? Yes. All right. Are you getting? Is it about the thing? Yes. Okay. So you're. 
Okay, so just go ahead and tell me. Okay, so what? No, we're meeting up with a friend, okay. Daniel Ehrman, yeah. on Saturday just I'm to talk. Forward to that. Yeah, talk and hang out. He's a, a uh, radio host. His role's kind of shifted, which we're going to be hanging out for Good guy. discussing some of the things. Oh, well, in fact, the, I the did station. A, yeah, you did a thing on W-Y-L-L, the station. WYLL, I did an interview with him that's going to air this month, I think. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, yeah, look, be anyway, so that. We'll be he wants to hang out and talk about a couple of things. Cool, man. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So, half calf Calvinists. If we've been talking about different kinds of Calvinists, you know, we have the. Uh, the new Calvinist, right? The young Calvinist, one yeah. that the, the person that was, you know, re- recently came to understand the uh, the doctrines of grace. And then we talked about bad Calvinists, right? Those, the, the bad representations of people that claim to be reformed. And so when we talk about half-calf Calvinists, if you're done taking pictures of me, I'm done. I want to why say don't you answer the, that so, way you could say hi. What do we mean by half-calf Calvinist? What do we mean by half-calf? I would say that, uh, it's almost, I don't want to say smorgasbord, you know, where you kind of, but I, th- I feel like it's someone that is kind of picking and choosing their, they agree with some aspects. Let's roll with the metaphor, half-calf. Okay. They're only accepting half of it. Oh, there you go. So there you go. They're, they're, they're not fully reformed. Reformed, yes. Or reformed Baptist. Yes. They are embracing some aspects But not all of, of it. So like for some, I think, uh, you know, like four-point Calvinists, you know, people right. that, that struggle with... Uh, I'm trying to think what would they struggle with? Limited atonement, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, they agree with everything else. They get total depravity or they you know, agree with total depravity. Uh, but when it comes to limited atonement, they struggle with That's a common one. That. That's a common people are like, I'm not down with that. I was no. there for a long time. I remember having a fight with my roommate at college, freshman year. And uh, I'm like, dude, the... Uh, and I kept quoting First John two two, and saying like you're you're just crazy, um, propitiation for the sins of the whole world, not for ours only, but the sins of the whole world. Yeah. And I was so angry at this guy. I went and I spent all Christmas break studying, and I came back a five pointer. So <laughs> <laughs> it really work. Okay, so there's people that embrace some but not others. Yeah. Um, you know what? So why are there? Why can't? Why aren't there just Calvinists and non-Calvinists? Why do we have this mix? Do you think of? Of people that um, only embrace part. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is people have read. You know, some people have read, some people have studied, and their conscience doesn't allow them to. Right. You know, I think that's okay. They have theological differences, and they have these theological convictions. Yeah. uh, And so they're, so, yeah, I think that's part of it is uh, as they read, as they study, uh, they're swayed. To believe By the it devil, it. no away from. No, but I'm trying to make no. sure that we're not saying it like right. But no. you know what I mean? Because I want it. This is for me. They're being is, responsible. This theologians. being responsible theologian. This is where they have uh, landed, and so and I, you got to respect. You got to respect that. Right. I got to respect that. The fact that they have they have sought it through. They have yeah. worked it out as best as possible. Like any of us, right? Because uh, we never have it 110 percent right or even 100 percent. Wait, 110. Okay. I'm not going to get into it. Go ahead. Okay, fine. But they 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 earnestly. Yeah. And responsibly studied. And that's, you know, um, I don't have to respect every view out there, but I do respect people who have studied and exactly. respect, that they, respect that they went through the process. Um, and so even when I disagree with somebody, whether it's politically or theologically, um, boy, when they've actually put the work into it, yeah, I, I, I think of them a little bit differently than I do the person who just doesn't care, who exactly. hasn't given it any thought. So I, I think that's a good point. There, some people wind up as half-calf Calvinists, uh, and we're having fun with that. Please don't anybody be offended. Yeah, don't be offended. Um, it's just it's us being clever, right? Because uh, we're clever. Uh, don't don't be a big baby. Oh, wait, okay, big that was babies. more offensive than the half-calf Calvinist. <laughs> so why do you, 
Why you got to be like that, you baby head? No, stop. What? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to play around with you. I'm not going to play around with you. Come on now. Right. Now listen, the babies want to know uh, what are some of the other ways. Well, I would say you have – I can only think of one other. So some people wind up to be the half-calf Calvinist through conscience, yeah. uh, theological study. They just wind up disagreeing with Calvinism in its fullest form. But then I think probably the other way – that people wind up here is just through um, a kind of ignorance. And by ignorance, Whoa. no, 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 Whoa. no, no, I'm trying first to say. You call, no, first you no. call them a baby. Some of them are then, baby heads. That, okay, you called some of them baby heads. Yeah. And now you're calling them ignorant. Okay, ignorant is not a bad word. I'm what? not calling them oh, ignoramuses. Really? Oh, oh, what? I'm not calling them ignoramuses. No, I'm just saying if you and I were sitting here and I was like, Joe, you're so ignorant, you're telling me if, if you wouldn't okay, have been offended? If you were trying to tell me um, how to do business and math, and I was. Try- I did. I did at and the elders meeting, trying to explain to and you then I was how like, I was numbers like, work. Yeah, and then I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I think I got a better way of doing it." And you were to say, "You're being ignorant." You'd be right. I'm still right. I'm okay. still right because I had so, a whole thing here at the elders meeting. Brian and I are trying to explain to you listen, how numbers. I got work. you to actually take it all back, and you were proven actually wrong Not in your that main one, thesis. The second one. Okay, but in the oh, in the first one. In the first one, you that? were right. Second uh-huh. one, you were wrong. Okay, okay, so even Stephen, even Stephen. So, um, and all you people that tuned out, bye, Felicia. <laughs> all right. Anyways. Um, so I, I would say that there are people that have a kind of ignorance. And by ignorance, I just mean uninformed. They That's do it. not know. They haven't studied yet. Right. They haven't really dived into the issues. And so, you know, maybe this is where some of the smorgasbord ideology that you mentioned earlier comes in. Or, or maybe this is just like, hey, you know what? Maybe I, they embrace total depravity uh, because it resonates with them experientially or because they do see it in the Bible. But they've never actually studied. Like, yeah. I, I disagreed with particular redemption or limited atonement. Um, until I really studied both views, both scriptural interpretations. Um, and and went by through. both views, you're talking about you're not reading a Calvinist right. view on on like for unlimited for atonement. Unlimited right. atonement. Yeah. yeah, like you are you are reading primary sort. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean by that. You're you, reading you've from got, those you, that are proponents got, yeah, of that. You don't want to. Yeah, if you just read. Crit- Critiques of other views, then you're not going to have the full picture. Exactly. So, at any rate, so I do think that um, that that's kind of how it boils down. Now, these half calf Calvinists, they are um, you kind of find them in different kind of churches, right? They're, 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 you don't just find them in the Calvinistic leaning church. You do yeah. find them there, of course, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like I would say that we are a Reformed Baptist church, but we have lots of people here who are not Reformed. Yeah, uh, I would say. Most people here are pretty thoroughgoing Calvinists, or they are half-calf Calvinists. They're kind of leaning that way. I they're, would say so. I mean, also, it's just part of our membership, right? Because when we come to our doctrinal statement and things like that. We talk so about Reformed Baptist we theology. We talk about Reform, yeah, Reformed Baptist theology, but we do have a lot of attenders. Yeah, that may not be reformed at all, right? Uh, and we we have, have some members that aren't. We even have reformed. members that yeah. are not reformed. Yeah, and by the way, the way we handle that yeah, is you yeah. don't have to be reformed to be a exactly. member here. Uh, you don't have to be a complementarian to be a member here. Yeah, uh, we, we, have got a, num- we got yeah, a number. We have, of them. A, we have egalitarians um, who are members here. And, and but here's the thing: whatever our differences are, um, we do not allow uh, divisiveness. Yeah, divisiveness. Uh, you don't divi- allow that divisiveness. divisiveness to get in the way. Yeah, no, we don't want div- division. Divisions. Yeah, Divi- okay, division. Okay. No, we don't want division. No, we don't want uh, we don't want that kind of a thing happening uh, in the church. So you and know, there's a place at. for people to share. Like we have yeah. people that that uh, struggle. That's well, they, they don't agree with us on certain things, mm-hmm. uh, but they have a place to speak. We don't. We'd rather them, like we'd rather people be honest and true to themselves, right. Than to 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 kind of fake it. And go with the flow. Right. So it's not going to diminish you in any way. Yeah. Like, so, like, when I think about the people that are non Calvinists or who are egalitarian, they're not 
disallowed from sharing their perspective if it Correct. comes up. Uh, but in terms of leading some kind of a charge or whatever to change our doctrinal position, that would not be acceptable. So we've got we've got people here that are thoroughly reformed. We've got um, you know four pointers or people that are maybe just squared away on the doctrine of salvation. But I would you would I would expect that in a Calvinist church yeah. or in Calvinist leaning churches. But you once said that you think uh-huh. that we've got half calf Calvinists in the non-reformed churches, the, the, the explicitly non-reformed churches. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and part of it for me is like looking and, and experiencing, I guess, in that context when, um, when I've been in non-reformed churches, specifically when it comes to prayer. Right. And that's just one example. And I think actually, what's his name? What's his stamping? name? Nope, I'm snapping. I'm trying to remember the name. It was a Jim Caviezel. No, stop it! You're gonna no you're Jim gonna Caviezel. You're gonna stop it. Liam Mason. Packer. Oh, it was J. I. Packer in uh, oh the sovereignty. Don't no, touch gospel this. And, no, <laughs> can't touch this. Ah, the gospel, and the sovereignty of God, or something like that. Evangelism, Evangelism and, and the sovereignty, sovereignty of God. God. Yes, he talks about it actually in um, in the introduction, if I remember correctly, or chapter one. I, I couldn't make it past. <laughs> oh, you're doing this. Stop it. Um, All right, let's go. But he talks about that like, well, look at prayer. Like, even though we we may say we are, uh, for some people, that they are uh, non-reformed, they don't believe in in um, God's sovereign work in salvation. Right, so they believe in libertarian free will where yes. I, all options are open to me. I can do one thing or the other. And if I were to go back in time, I could have done something different. Right? Correct. True free will. Yes. But yet, listen to the prayers. How How then are you praying for the salvation? I know how they pray. Okay. Here's how they pray. This is this okay. how libertarian right. people. They go, uh, dear Lord, um, um, I'm eager to see my friend saved, mm-hmm. but I know that you cannot violate his will. No, I've never compel, heard that. No, I'm saying that you cannot compel him against his will. No. So I, I can't, I'm not praying that you would change his heart, but I am praying that he would I've change his that. heart, but... I know you can't make it happen, so... I wish you would get... I'm I wish, just, you would be, is that, is I wish someone would come along and explain the gospel in such a convincing way that they would <laughs> receive it gladly. No, I've never heard anyone pray like that. How do they pray? Uh, Father, save my family. Right? Change save, their heart. Change convict their, their heart. Sin, convict them of their sins. Convict right. them of their sins. And, and so in my head, it's like, it's sort of... I, I don't use this word loosely. It, it sounds... Inconsistent, yeah, right. Like it sounds. Yeah, that's a good inc- word. It, it sounds inconsistent to say, on one hand, God does not violate someone's free will unto salvation, and yet right. you're praying and pleading with God, save them. All right, but here's the thing. I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I don't know any other way to pray unless God is truly sovereign. Yeah. And we might not be understanding like our traditionalist friends on this, right? Like, oh, might- you just named them. You just named, oh, you called okay, out listen, the traditionalists. This is a hey, podcast let me just from Reformed say, Baptist. I was not calling, it. hey, all my tradi- hey, traditionalist friends, No, <laughs> I was not calling you no, out. You know That's what? Just, it's not me calling it out, but I'm actually, I want to say yeah. that uh, I might not have the right understanding. I'm sure they've got answers. I'm oh, sure yeah. that they have, that there's something. Dr. Flowers. Uh, Dr. Layton, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there would be some sort of response to this. And yeah. I welcome that. I welcome that. I mean, we've had lots of great conversations with uh, with our traditionalist friends, and, and uh, we've engaged online with, with Dr. Flowers and have enjoyed him immensely. Actually, we were talking about that just even a few weeks ago about uh, uh, Soteriology 101. Like, you and I were talking yeah. about uh, how I, I appreciate the cordial nature yeah. of, our, of no. our interactions with him. And then, actually... Last week, you know, he had actually said something very kind to us after our first episode, uh, which I thought I took it. I actually 
when he put it, when I saw that tweet, I felt to myself, I was like, I really appreciated that coming from him. I remember, him. yeah, you sent me a screen grab of it, and I go, who's Leighton Flowers? Oh. <laughs> who's that guy? I was like, I don't know. Who's that? I don't know that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's the thing. Is is like um, Dr. Flowers and and that camp, just like us and, yeah. and, and our camp. You know, it's a big mixed bag. We got jerks in the traditionalist camp, and we got jerks in the Calvinist camp, and then we got guys like Dr. Leighton Flowers who's not that way. Exactly. I really don't feel that way. I think he's really cool. So um, I would actually, you know, if he's listening, he's know, welcome. He, yeah, of course. I would love to hear just even how that works because I'm. I, I feel like I'm missing something. It. it I feel like I'm. It's too simple. Of an answer, do you know what I mean? It feels too simple, it, I, I, or too general, simplistic. Yet I don't. I've never heard a a satisfying answer to it. Right. Well, and they would probably say the same thing. Like, um, how do you tell people that Jesus died for their sins? Mm-hmm. Right. And this will get into when we get into the the, the straw Calvinist oh, yeah, episode yeah, coming yeah. up. Um, but how do you tell people that Jesus died? I mean, don't you tell people that they should believe in Jesus and Absolutely. that he died for their sins? Absolutely. Well, I don't say that Jesus died for their sins. Um, I say Jesus died for sinners. I say Jesus died for sinners like you. I say that uh, God loves sinners. And then I refer to us. God loved us while mm-hmm. we were yet sinners and things like that. But if I'm getting very specific, I don't. Um, so that's part. That's one little small part of my answer when I'm talking about how the evangelistic appeal. Yeah. And so I'm sure that there are small things like that and large things that he might have a response on. So, um, But regardless, there are people that are non-reformed who do pray like that and who do probably have some inconsistencies in there where they do believe in a sovereign God, but at the same time, they're, if you, you press them on it, they wouldn't articulate a theology that affirms that, mm. but they would, it would come out in a prayer. I think, that's, I think that's a fair thing to say, Jimmy. But again, to all my traditionalist peeps out there, Jimmy was the one that called you, I'm not, not me. No, but see, I like engaging. I no, like you engaging. Like judging. I'm not judging. Like are you totally kidding me? Them. There's only a couple that might judge. Okay, there are a couple. There are a couple. Yeah, there are a couple. Yeah, but so we and, talk- and we we have some that are worth judging, too. <laughs> and we're probably worth judging half the time. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, but who, ca- who ultimately who cares, dude? Like, why, why are we, is it? Why are we doing what? a five point episode? Well, we know we're doing five point. Yeah. Why are we doing a five point <laughs> series on the different kinds of Calvinists and why, in particular, half calf Calvinists? What does it matter if somebody's half calf? Well, I think part of it is that you you kind of said it there at the beginning, Joe or just a few moments ago, uh, inconsistency. And I think part of it is um, not, maybe maybe not uh, for some thinking through. You know, like we talked about the, the you know, ignorance aspect of right. it. But I think, uh, uh, I think part of it is there's an, so there's an inconsistency for those that whose conscience is binding. Yeah. And I think that there's a, uh, it's also important because some people have just not thought it through. Uh, yeah. And I think that's that's important as it's well. It's not the la- the labels are less important than the ideologies, the principles, the doctrines, right? The truths. Yeah, these issues are important. Now, um, the labels are helpful because those labels relate to specific viewpoints. Yeah. So it, I think it, the labels are good. Yeah. L- l- let's talk about let's talk about labels. Oh, we're gonna talk about labels now. All right, yeah. go. So quit looking at your little iWatch. No, we're getting we're is. getting a bunch is it of called messages. an iWatch? Uh, Apple they, Watch. Cheesy looking. Look at my watch. My watch has analog. Uh, hey, hey, I don't like this banter. This banter. Oh, I'm is too sorry. Much I got distracted. All right. So label. You like labels because you like judging people. That's no, why you like labels. That. that is exactly why you call. Let me. Do you want me to start sharing all the labels that you throw on people when we're driving around? Uh, you want me to start sharing those right now? Oh, that's not funny because you're making something mm-hmm. up that's not true. <gasps> 
Yeah, you're making Jimmy something up. Fowler. You're, yeah, what labels have Jimmy I Jimmy Rodriguez Fowler. Oh, that's you tell not the my, truth. That's not my middle name. That's not my middle name. And that's not my middle name. I just want you to, I can't believe you can't you even said admit that. that. I can't Oh, come on. No, Jimmy Jimmy is a very calm driver, actually. I am the one that gets really uptight. <laughs> I can't think of what I've said. No. Um, so okay, so why why do you like labels? Well, I think labels kind of help us to understand not where we are specifically, but it does do that. But I think it also helps uh, how we can, where other people are at. So I'm trying to think of like, like here's an example. Here's an example. Um, oh, Dr. Rick Patrick had written that article about um, uh, some Calvinists like applying at traditionalist churches, but not really being like, upfront about being reformed yeah not wanting to use the word calvinist yeah okay so i i have an issue with that not with what dr patrick said because i actually agree with dr patrick but i think uh my issue is um it uh, it's fine it, i found it comforting to know like if i'm going to be going to a church even when i was moving here back here i knew as i looked at the, the statement of faith for redeemer fellowship yeah where you guys stood i knew this would be a place where i would fit in i wouldn't want to go to a place and now there might be some churches where I'm like, you know what? It's still a gospel-centered church. It's still mm-hmm. a, a, a church that preaches the gospel, and I could do well there, I, I believe. Um, but I was looking for a reformed church. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a commonality. There's a there's a communal uh, agreement. So the, the, you're saying you're saying the labels help to identify yes where people are at. But that's only true because I like labels, and labels are only good in my opinion when they are. Um, accurate. Okay, which and, we're going to talk about in the next one. And and when they are rightly understood. So yeah. it would be accurate to call me a Calvinist or a Reformed Baptist. Yes. Um, but it still may not be rightly understood by people who have a misunderstanding of what those words mean. Yeah, exactly. So um, I would say that if you're going to candidate at a church and they want to know, are you a Calvinist? Um, I would say, well... Uh, I would classify myself as a Calvinist, but I wouldn't say I'm a Calvinist by some other people's definition. So let me explain to you yeah. what that means. And then you just take your lumps like a man. Yeah, exactly. Um, or a woman. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I think women should be. I'm just, all right. No, we're talking about like when you're going to a church and yeah. you're getting. So I do think that um, labels are good when they are accurate. Yeah. So they have to be accurate. And they have to be rightly understood. So let's just talk about some good labels. What are some good labels that you like for us? Like we, we use labels at Redeemer. We use labels at Redeemer? Like no, orientation class. We, we uh, say like we're, ba- we're ba- Baptist. We're Baptist. That's yeah. a label. We, we say that we are Baptist. Baptist. In fact, we, you we, and we're I. are Southern Baptist. We love telling people that we're Southern Baptist oh, because they're dude, like. Did I tell you what I. Oh, I didn't tell you yet. Well, tell me, because when we tell people we're Southern Baptist, they go, no, you're not Southern Baptist. Like, yeah, no, we no. are. No, I've, I, I had that recently happen. Okay, tell the story. All right, so uh, Joe knows he's been praying. Uh, we had some customers visiting mm-hmm. this past week. And uh, so um, we go through the meeting. We have this person coming in from California. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to become friends with uh, uh, someone higher up in the company. So he made this happen. He brought in their senior buyer from California just for this meeting. Um, and so we met, we talked, you know, went through everything. And then you as were a little I'm, nervous about that. I meeting. was really nervous. <laughs> and then as I'm walking them out, she goes, Hey, so, uh, what's his name? I don't want to say his name. Told me, uh, you work at a church. I'm like, Oh, you know, this is like, it's like, there's a, a few people that know, right. you know? And so it's not, um, and so, 
So he knows because he's my neighbor. And so uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I work for uh, I work for a church here in town and or in St. Charles. And uh, yeah, I love it. Enjoy it. And she goes, yeah, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor or not youth pastor. I'm a youth leader at my church. Uh, my husband's the pastor. And uh, so, yeah, I just uh, what denomination are you? And I go, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Southern Baptist. She goes, you're Southern Baptist. She goes, yeah. She goes, I mean, forgive me, but I've noticed you've got a beard, long hair, tattoos, and your bag reeks of cigar smoke. And I'm like, and I also drink bourbon with, uh, with this guy right. here. And, I'm like, and she's just like looking at me and I go, yeah, I'm like, I'm a unicorn, you know, <laughs> when it comes to, uh, the Southern Baptist convention. Uh, and she shared her denomination and, and where she's at and everything. So it was actually really intriguing to me that even in that moment, um, we don't people hear that label Southern Baptist and they have this they have this picture in their head. Uh, but then there there come people like Joe and I and, and people at Redeemer and quite a few other other Southern Baptist uh, churches Yeah, that, that shatter the stereotype that we shatter the stereotype because we we agree wholeheartedly. Um, and we I think, you know, uh, with and we love the Southern Baptist Convention. We yeah. We, we love being a part of it. I can't see not being in the convention. With all of its diversity. With all its diversity. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's funny because um, when we get it, I've had people, you know, question me in the cigar shop yeah. uh, uh, frequently. They're like, really? And um, and every, it's not like there's one stereotype, though. There's a bunch of stereotypes. Yeah. Some people think of Southern Baptist and they think racist. I've had a guy, th- uh, in fact, I think it was... Oh, I don't want to say it was a guy at don't the cigar the shop. Name. Yeah, don't say the um, name. But I think it was Tommy. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> but, uh, but it, was, it probably wasn't. But it was somebody who said like, "Oh, I thought Southern Baptist was all like black gospel churches." I thought when I think Southern Baptist, I think black gospel churches. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so like, there's like all these different yeah, there's stereotypes. all these views and, and super rigid, super legalistic. And I said, no, we're very, very diverse. And because we're the largest Protestant denomination in the world. Um, unless you're a weirdo and don't think we're Protestants. Um, but we're the largest Protestant denomination in the world. And uh, that means that we've got a, pretty, a wide range. Yeah. And, and so I think there's, there's bad a churches and good churches yeah. and all kinds of And I think churches. there's a beauty in the range that we have. Would you say it's like the rainbow? A rainbow no, I was actually going to go Reagan big umbrella, but can, or big tent. So wait, what? The Reagan tent? Don't worry. Yeah, but you said umbrella. I know. I meant to say tent. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking I told, about. Oh, and it, you lived through yeah, it. Yeah, you think? <laughs> you were All what, right. 60 then? I was on the Reagan campaign. I was campaigning for him back in the day. Back in the day. All right, so what else then? What oh, other labels do we have that are good? So I so think... we said Baptist, Southern Baptist. Okay, I would say accurate labels that are fair. We could say we're Orthodox. Yep. Evangelical. Yep. Baptist. Yep. Reformed Baptist. Yep, yep. Cool. Awesome. No, some people don't say that. Yeah, cool. No, no. Not, no. No. I thought, what about uh, hip... No, no, you got none of those. I don't. That's it. That's all the labels. The guys got. at Humble Bee said I've got steez. Yeah, I don't know what that means though. No, I don't know. They like my steez. They, they like say. your steez. I don't yeah. know what it means. Th- you Does don't. You don't know something? what it means. They like your. It's short for sneeze. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, no, it's, you sneezed. I was there. No, you weren't uh, there. And, no, and you sounded kind of like this little. That is and how you so sneeze. Now you is, are lying, no, Jimmy Rodriguez. <laughs> you are lying. Don't you lie. Whenever Jimmy sneezes, it goes pew pew. It's so funny. <laughs> this big guy sneezing like pew. All right. So, um, so I, we think labels are good. Right? I think labels but are. They got to be accurate, they and we want to be, be generous and, with and people. understood. 
Like they have to right. be rightly understood, like you yeah. like you said, right? Yeah. It, it would, listen, we've also been called. We've been labeled unfairly. We've been called emergent. <laughs> oh my goodness! We're the only emergent church that believes in hell, uh, verbal <laughs> plenary inspiration, the exclusivity of salvation in Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we've been called liberal. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. What? How did, we've been uh, even the podcast. Okay. I had to delete oh, that comment. You remember that yeah. comment? Oh. Well, I didn't care about that. That guy, he, that that wasn't the liberal guy. That was the guy saying that we're homophobic. Weird. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's you right. So yeah, we get. But no, it was because of his language. I deleted that comment. Yeah, the language was just. I, I just would have. I would have like asterisked every one of the times he swore, and then I would put a tally at the bottom and give him points for all the swearing. No, words. you know what, what really annoyed me though about that was that that wasn't there. They created that handle just for mm-hmm. that. And it was a, a anonymous. Like if you're yeah. gonna say something like that, be be a man yeah. and, and actually let it be or you. woman or woman. Let it be you. Why you gotta be so like complimentarian all the time? <laughs> Everything <laughs> patriarchal. <laughs> all right. So big picture here. Um, what do we want for everybody? What I mean, mm. we're having this conversation. We care about theology. Do let's be honest. Do we want all Christians to be Calvinists? Do we want all Christians to be Calvinists? Yeah. How do you answer that? You answer it with a big fat caps lock. Yes. You want all Christians to be Calvinists? Of course. It, but it, no. But you're. Talk- but hold on though. But there's a lot of baggage with that answer though, because then it becomes like we've been accused of in the past of trying to overtake and sub, you know, overtake the convention. Let's just with be our- honest. Let's just be honest. If if I think that this theological position is true. Reflect I want scripture. people to, yes, because okay. I believe it is faithful to okay. what scripture So I teaches. would like everybody to adopt this theological perspective. Yes. Right? Correct. Okay, so it's, listen, and if, listen, if you're a traditionalist, then you should want everybody to adopt your position because you believe it's true. If you That's don't believe it's true, if you don't believe it's true, if you do believe it's true, then you, you must want people to embrace the truth. Fair. Otherwise, yeah, fair. you're being some kind of a hypocrite or something. It doesn't make any sense. But... We know that not everybody's going to be Calvinist. We know that we're going to disagree. We know that, um, and and how should we feel about the disagreements, about the diversity, about the competing or conflicting theological positions? How should we feel about it? I don't know what you mean by feel because oh we're talking about you, convictions. Like I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like. Like when you say, how should we feel about this? Like yeah, we should it, feel, well, with our convictions and what we see true in scripture, I think we should feel overwhelmed with joy and worship because, because our convictions should lead to a deeper and richer communion and relationship with God. Okay. What, what I asked was, is how should we feel about the conflicting views. Oh, I didn't hear you say conflicting. I know because you you got that weird. When I said feel, you got all confused. I got all confused by feel. Why do you uh, want me to feel things? Well, because it, it it actually matters. I, I I feel I think like okay. So like for example, what I'm saying is I want everybody to be a Calvinist, just like I want everybody to be a Christian. Yeah. But if they're not a Christian, how do I feel about them? I still love them. You still love them. They're You're still reaching out to them. Yeah. Right. Um. And if somebody is not a Calvinist, how do I feel about our disagreement? Well, on one level, um, I regret it. I, reg- I think it's fair to say I regret that there is disagreement, but okay. at the same time... As we don't allow it to become a divisive nature about it. Right. I mean, listen, we're still believers. Yes. And I want... Here's... If, if I have to boil it down, what I'm going to say is, is okay, I, ideologically, I would love everybody to embrace Reformed Baptist theology because I do think it is a beautiful reflection of Scripture. 
Yes. Um, that's not going to happen. So uh, what I do hope and what I do push hard for is for everyone to study well and to take these issues seriously. I like that. Yep. And, and yeah, we can disagree. Um, and as long as we are grounded in the gospel that Jesus Christ uh, came into the world to save sinners, of whom hopefully we all believe I am the worst, uh, and not me, Joe Thorne. No, but, Joe, but you are, though. Yeah, I, I know that I am. Yeah, Joe I, Thorne I is that. the worst. Yeah, um, we all believe it. So, I, but we're brothers and sisters, and that—that's yes. you know when when you start finding, uh, you know, cranky Calvinists or uh, you know legalistic traditionalists or whatever, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like no, when you find abuses out there on either side, those people are wrong. If we believe that Jesus alone saves sinners by his grace and mercy through his death and resurrection, only by his grace we receive it through faith, then we should be good. Yeah. We should be really good. And we could talk and we could disagree. And, we should be gracious uh, and, yeah. and charitable with each other. Right. Absolutely. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us, sign up for our email list. Or hit up the store. Grab yourself the Reformation 500T or oh, register so for the 2018 Doctrine Devotion Conference, The Spirit and the Church. Early bird discount. Early bird sucker! That's the hashtag. You know, some people are really bothered by that. Really? <laughs> Last year, because our, our hashtag, not the hashtag, the discount code for early yeah. bird registration is early bird sucker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some people did not like having to type that. <laughs> it's uh, listen. That's how we roll. We that's just how have we do fun. Yep. And uh, if you can't, if your conscience won't let you type it in, not a problem. You know what? Um, we'll work with you. Uh, just uh, you don't get the discount. That's how it works. There you Fresh go. Fresh pod every Monday, <laughs> Thursday, blog posts, Wednesdays, video content. Ooh, we're working Fridays. on some. We got we're some blog some post ideas. On, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Since Jimmy doesn't write anymore. Later. Neither do I. Later. 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 Stop no. it. No, stop it. I'm not doing it. I know you need to Rodriguez. stop. Oh God.